There are many different nations in the earth, but one nation in particular stands out from all the rest. In Genesis chapter 12, God placed a special call upon Abraham, saying in him all the nations of the earth would be blessed. Today we'll share how the nation of Israel is a prophetic sign pointing us to the end-time plan of God. You'll want to hear more, so stay tuned on Lifeline Today. Welcome to Lifeline today. We are so glad you've tuned into the broadcast. We do have a very special program lined up, very prophetic program, and we'll be talking about the nation of Israel and what that means to us in the present day. Remember, our phone lines are open throughout the program as well. They do get busy, so you can call at any time. And uh, we do really appreciate hearing from you. We really appreciate your partnership as well. Yes, today we want to talk about how Israel plays in the whole realm of God's end time plan. And so beginning in Isaiah 66 verse 8, this scripture says, Who hath heard such a thing? Who hath seen such things? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. First of all, this is a very interesting scripture because you read very few like it. One of the first things you'll notice is that it begins with four, four questions in a row. Four different questions. Who hath heard such a thing? Then who hath seen such a thing? Then shall the earth bring forth in one day? So something very sudden, miraculous will happen. Or shall a nation be born at once? So now we know it's about a nation. For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. And so we find also Zion, which is a reference to spiritual Israel, not, not the nation of Israel as much, but spiritual Israel. And uh, that spiritual Israel, and by the way, the nation of Israel and spiritual Israel are very close. They are geographically very close. But it is also emphasizing something, that this is something that will happen prophetically, and it will be a sign and a wonder. In the 1800s, the Kaiser of Prussia asked his head advisor if he could prove the existence of God. Well, Otto von Bismarck replied, the Jews, sir, the Jews. There is no natural explanation for how a tiny group of people, twice exiled from their land and persecuted repeatedly for millennium, could still be around today. Moreover, the fact that the Jewish people have returned to their homeland, a feat never accomplished by any other nation, is nothing less than miraculous. As Moses said about the people of Israel, who is like you, a people saved by the Lord? And isn't that been true? The only explanation for the miracle of the existence of the Jewish people and the state of Israel is the existence of God. And if you're talking to anybody and say, how can you know God exists? How do you know the Bible is true? This is one of the most profound signs. It's so profound that people miss it. It's also interesting that it becomes such a focal point in the world today. There are movements for and against for Israel, and it's, it's become one of those issues that seems to take over in the world politics right now. 
Well, everyone does understand, and this, I'm talking about theologians, that Isaiah is prophesying about the nation of Israel when he wrote that, and specifically the formation of that nation in May of 1948. That was a profound, miraculous event. It was preceded, of course, by the fact that there was 500 years of rule under the Ottoman Turks. And of course, Jews were not permitted to return. They were persecuted if they were there. They were impoverished if they lived there. And it, it also goes back to uh, the fact that in 70 AD, the whole city was destroyed. And I'll come to that in a moment. But in the 1917, the British uh, liberated the city from the Ottoman Turks, and uh, the Balfour Declaration followed. And that declaration permitted Jews to return to the land. Now, interestingly, some did return, but not in huge numbers. It wasn't until the Holocaust in World War II under Nazi Germany that the numbers began to surge towards Israel. In fact, huge numbers. You know that six million lives were exterminated, Jewish lives were exterminated in 1940 uh, 40 to 45 by the German Nazis. And you know, that tells you something. Who is behind that? Of course, it was Satan behind that. And he wanted to destroy the Jews because the prophecy of end time depended on the Jews being back in the land. There's prophecy, and I'll come to that in a moment, but there's prophecy about the Jews. Jesus returning to the Mount of Olives and there uh, delivering the Jews from destruction. Interesting. Of course, all of this could not happen until Israel was reformed. And so Jesus did predict the destruction of Jerusalem. This is probably one of the most profound, accurate prophecies. And it's recorded in Luke 13, 35, but it's also recorded in the other Gospels as well, in what we call the Olivet Discourse, Matthew uh, 24, Luke 21, and Mark 13. See, your house is left to you desolate. This is Luke 13, 35. And assuredly, I say to you, you shall not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Now, notice this. Notice this. He says there is a desolation until you are able to say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Of course, what he's referring to is that Jesus, the Messiah, came in the name of the Lord and was rejected. But he will come again to the house of Israel, but this time he will be received, and there will be a restoration. And so, it says this in Luke 21, this again, the Olivet Discourse, Jesus said this, and about the destruction of Jerusalem, he said, Jerusalem will be trampled by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. So, this has been one of the most amazing prophecies fulfilled in our generation. Think of this, two millennium, Gentiles have ruled the nation or the city of Jerusalem. And Jerusalem is very important. I mean, there is no other city like it. You know, the Romans in 70 AD, and I mentioned the prophecy by Jesus, it was fulfilled in 70 AD by the Roman general Titus. He leveled the city. He leveled the temple. He destroyed, he took everything out of the temple, all of the artifacts, the menorah, everything, uh, the altar, everything was removed from the temple. The gold was taken and all taken to Rome. Think of this. He actually 
had one intent, to annihilate this troublesome religion and this troublesome people. He leveled the city. Literally, you dig down. The present old city of, of Jerusalem is a city that they have dug down. It's about 20, 30 feet to find the streets of the original Jerusalem. And Jonah and I have been there multiple times uh, leading tours, and we've seen this uh, with our own eyes. We've seen the evidence of this. So they leveled the city, and now the modern day of Israel, Jerusalem is built on that, on the ruins of that. So although excavations have so uncovered so much of the old city. You know, I'm wearing a pin, and it's a lion. You see it on my left side there. The pin is actually an image of a lion. It was given to me by the mayor of Jerusalem, and it's the logo of the city, because that city uh, is actually in a mountainous area. It's very high elevation, about 3,300 feet and as a matter of fact, that's why the Psalms are called the Psalms of Songs of Ascent, because people sang these songs of worship as they ascended to the temple, which is in a very high place uh, in Jerusalem. And so anyway, this, this place area, this region, being mountainous, was, had lions and bears. And David referenced that when he said, I slew the lion, I slew the bear, and now I will also confront Goliath. And you know the end of that story. And so it shows you the significance of this area. Of course, today, we understand that Jesus is given that title in the book of Revelation, that he is the lion of the tribe of Judah, that he has prevailed over his enemies. Isn't this an amazing prophetic connection that the city of Jerusalem, under Jewish control, perhaps unknowingly, unwittingly, have given that logo to the city of Jerusalem? And I'm wearing it, and that's why I wear it. It's a very powerful prophetic sign. So... Jews, the Jews were particularly moved in 1967 when they took control of Jerusalem. Because in 1948, they did not have Jerusalem. And now today, Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. And you can see on your screen an image of the Jewish soldiers coming in, the general Moshe Dayan, he was famous Israeli general, coming in and taking control of the city. And it's t the reports are that the Jewish soldiers wept and wept un, with unreserved just at the fact that after two millennium, Jews were once again not only allowed in the city, but they were in control of the city. We have to commend the former president of the United States, Donald Trump, who moved the American embassy to Jerusalem. And only a few nations in the world have done that. I wish our own nation would have done that. But they've acknowledged acknowledging Jerusalem as the capital. And, uh, and then Donald Trump also was responsible for leading four major peace treaties with that whole area in that whole region, as you know, surrounded by Arab nations, and there's been warfare and trouble in that whole region to the present day. And you know that the Bible prophesied that as well. And the prophecy actually refers to the time of the end. Look at Zechariah 12, verse 2, and actually we'll read a few verses here. Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of drunkenness to all surrounding peoples when they lay siege against Judah and Jerusalem. And it shall happen in that day that I will make Jerusalem a very heavy stone for the peoples. All who would heave it away will surely be cut in pieces, though all nations of the earth are gathered against it. This is interesting. This isn't the time in 70 AD. 
because first of all, it says all the nations of the earth shall gather against it. This is a reference to the end of the age. And it was partially fulfilled in 70 AD, but not completely fulfilled. And so we want to uh, look at this a little closer and notice something else. It says that in this occasion, see it didn't happen in 70 AD, and on this occasion, this the Lord will intervene. In fact, let me read it to you uh, in Zechariah. Then the Lord will go forth and fight against those nations as he fights in the day of battle. And in that day his feet shall stand on the Mount of Olives, which faces Jerusalem on the east. So Zechariah prophesies that when the Lord will come, he will place his feet on Mount of Olives. It will, that scripture says there that it will divide in two from the north and south and that a river will come forth out of the Mount of Olives. Did you realize that only in the last few 40 years or so, they've discovered a major fault line under the Mount of Olives? And in fact, this is physically potentially true. But there's something else. Jesus, when he ascended, he ascended from the Mount of Olives. And then two angels spoke to the disciples and they said, this same Jesus who you see ascend will return in like manner, meaning he will come to the same place. So Zechariah prophesied this. Jesus said it and the angels confirmed it that he would return in the same way. And he will deliver the Jews at that time. Why am I saying all these things? because it's very evident that we are so close to the time of the end of the age. But something has to happen. Winston Churchill said this, some people like the Jews and some do not. But no thoughtful man can deny the fact that they are beyond any question the most formidable and most remarkable race that has ever appeared on the earth. And by the way, the Jews have given us laws. They've given us the scriptures. They've given us codes of honor. They've given us morals. There is such a profound influence. I'm telling you, the Jews, if you had removed or eradicated them from the earth, the planet would not have survived. That's absolutely a fact. But it's been 54 years since Israel retook Jerusalem. So now the Bible says, when that happens, the time of the fullness of the Gentiles will come. And let me read it to you. And this is Paul's prophecy in Romans 11, verse 25 and 26. One of my favorite, because it is so specific about end time prophecy. And it gets my uh, passion for the Lord going. That's why Jonah and I do television. That's why we have not given up. We've been up, we've had ups and downs, but we've not given up on our nation because we know the day is coming. Let me read this to you. For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, which means a hidden truth, lest you should be wise in your own opinion. Now he's writing to Gentiles here that the blindness in part that has happened to Israel until that full... Uh, happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in and so all Israel will be saved as is written. So what is this saying? It's saying that we are the whole thing about the Jews being blinded to the gospel, being eradicated from their homeland would exist until the time of the fullness of the Gentiles. And so where are we on God's prophetic timeline? I mean, I'm going to tell you everything in my spirit, every molecule of this body, everything in my spirit tells me that this is the time for the fullness of the Gentiles to come in. That is all the nations of the earth.
You know, there's five times in the scripture where the Bible says this, that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In fact, in Numbers chapter 14, he says it this way. The Lord says, as surely as I live, all the earth will be filled with my glory. I believe we are living in the hour where the glory of God will be manifest through the harvest of the Gentiles. Listen, we're going through some crazy times right now. We know that. And we look at it, it's global. And I'm going to tell you something. The enemy has a plan to suppress the evangelism of all the nations of the earth. But this is what we're doing. And this is what will happen in the days, in the months, and the days, and the years ahead of us, is the fullness of the Gentiles will come in. This is something we call revival. But I think it'll go beyond that. It'll go into the greatest harvest the earth has ever seen. And it will shake the very foundations of the earth. And some people are discouraged. Some people are falling away. This is not the time. This is not the time. We are on the verge of the greatest moment in all of the history of the plan of God, and you can be a part of it. Help change the spiritual climate of Canada by becoming a monthly partner with Lifeline Today with Dick and Joan. All donors will receive this year's Lifeline Today fridge magnet, a reminder that you stand together with Dick and Joan for Canada. Pledge your support of $25 a month and receive our latest booklet entitled Your Lifeline Today, Scriptures for Your Every Need. In it, you'll find prayer strategies, scriptures, and testimonies to build your faith for healing, family salvation, finances, and more. Partner at $50 a month and also receive this leather-bound journal entitled Sacred Time sacred place. This journal will bring greater intimacy to your daily time with the Lord. Lifeline Today has also commissioned this wooden plaque engraved with the priestly blessing found in number six. Carved into fine maple, this blessing will be a constant reminder to your family of God's protection and faithfulness. It's our thank you gift to you for your faith-filled partnership of $100 a month. Your tax-deductible donation will empower this ministry to release the prophetic voice of God across our nation. Call today and say yes to becoming a partner with Dick and Joan. So many of our viewers are asking us to pray for protection, protection from the virus, from the vaccine, protection traveling on the job, protection for children or grandchildren who are out in the world. But here's a scripture from Psalm 125, verse 2, which will encourage you. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. It says, Just as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord's wraparound presence surrounds his people, protecting them now and forever. We want to pray this word over you and your loved ones. Let's gather even the unsaved together with us into his wraparound presence where you will be safe, protected now and forever. Give us a call. We want to pray for you. That's right, you can call, and I'm going to say this, that uh, just even the teaching I did tells you how we are poised at probably the most important time in history for the kingdom of God. And yeah. that means God wants you well and equipped and uh, moving forward with Him, whether it's in as an intercessor, whether it's in other ways, because this is the hour for the kingdom. And he wants your family saved in the fold yeah. at this time, too, because, Dick, we are living in the last days. Yeah, and Joan, 
our viewers need to know that if they are the only person that serves the Lord, the only Christian in their family, the Bible teaches us that they, because of their covenant with God, mm -hmm. have a special grace, if you will, for their family members to Amen. come. Amen. And uh, God loves <laughs> families, and He wants to save your family. So you contact the prayer center. They'll agree with you on that because I believe this is the hour. And time is short, isn't time it, John? Time is short. So even when we talk about this message, you know, and just how I just shared about all the events that have happened, really, you, for many of us in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. And Well, if we want to know where we are in the prophetic timeline, we need to look at Israel. Yeah. Because Israel is the key. Israel is the time clock, Dick. Yeah. And there are so many things. I was listening to a tremendous message by Derek Prince last week. He was preaching on... should explain who that is. He's a teacher from the 70s and 80s. Yes. He's uh, passed away and gone to be with the Lord. Probably one of the most profound prophetic teachers, one of... Uh, perfect British gentleman. Yes. <laughs> uh, and you, you know that he eventually, he lived in Canada for a brief time, but he moved to Israel. He did. He lived in Israel. His wife was a Jew. His second yeah. wife was a yeah. Jew. Anyway, he was teaching on the prophetic timeline and where uh, Israel is in the prophetic timeline. And he said something that really struck me. He said there are, in the Bible, there are 16 major predictions about Israel and 13 of them have come to pass already he said to the very smallest minute details true he said that's 81 percent of those prophecies and predictions have come to pass um, you know if you doubt the Bible and the validity of the Bible that's what you need to hear it has come to pass he said there are only three prophecies, and you mentioned all three in your message there, that have to take place yet. And uh, I'll just read them really quickly. All, all nations will be gathered together against Israel. Um, there will be a supernatural revelation of Jesus as Messiah to Israel at once. And that's where all Israel shall be saved, according to Romans 11:26. And then the third one is that Jesus will come back and put his foot on the Mount of Olives and appear in Jerusalem. Dick, I should say that probably number 12 of those 16 uh, predictions is happening right at this time too because that's part of God bringing the Jews from every corner and nation of the yeah. earth to their homeland. It's happening right now. You know, it's not complete, but it's happening right now. Do you know now. there's a scripture in Jeremiah 16, verse 16. Very interesting. It says, the Lord there says, I will send for fishermen to hunt fish for them in all the nations, the wow. Jews in all the nations, and I will send hunters. <laughs> so uh, it, it's a reference to not in the time of the first regathering, you know, from yep. Babylon. Yep. It's a time to our, in our time when the Jews have been in every nation in the mm -hmm. world, and literally there have been ministries that took that scripture and went and fished and hunted for Jews and brought them Aliyah back to. Israel, because that's and what really the plan of God is. Jews are to return to their land yes. because God is going to do something in that land. And it, interesting that most of these hunters and fishers are Christians. Yeah. Well, they see the significance yeah, of that they see scripture. The significance but isn't of that an interesting scripture that you find in Jeremiah yeah. there? <laughs> uh, and of course, Jeremiah was speaking to the 
Jews as they were going into mm -hmm. captivity with Babylon, and but he was referring to our time. I think it's interesting, too, that when you take these last three predictions or prophecies about Israel, what has to happen before these uh, three things can happen is we have to have the fullness of the Gentiles come in. We know that there is a great harvest, the greatest harvest we've ever seen on the face of the earth that is so imminent. Dick, it's already started in some countries and nations of the world where they're having harvest and hundreds of thousands are coming yeah. to the Lord. But this thing is going to be worldwide because the harvest of the Gentiles is going to come in. And we are so excited. We're looking forward to that harvest. We're pressing into it. We're praying for it. And I hope you are too, because we want all of Canada to be saved. We want all of our families to be saved, so and that's about what's going to happen. One prophecy that we find in the Olivet Discourse, these uh, three chapters in the Gospels that I talk about, Jesus speaking about end times, he said this though, he said this generation that sees these things that we just, just talked about, yeah. this generation will not pass till all these things are fulfilled. Now the Bible usually gives 70 years as a generation, yeah. right? And uh, some say 40, but it's actually 70. If you mm -hmm. look at other scriptures, it's 70 years. In fact, it was 70 years in captivity to Babylon, yes, right? And actually right. ended up being 72 or 74 well, years. Well, actually, the state of Israel from 1948 to today, is they're just celebrating their 73rd yeah. anniversary. Yeah. Wow, so but it's about the those timeline, time frames. The timeline that Jesus referred to is when you see Jerusalem, back in the hands yeah. in 1967, yeah. that generation will not pass away till all these things be fulfilled. So some people say, well, how can you predict the Bible? Doesn't, this, doesn't the Bible say no one knows the day or the hour? That's exactly what it says. No one knows the yeah. day or the hour. But it does say you will know the season. Hmm. So it tells you what time we're in in the prophetic mm -hmm. line of, God, of uh, Bible prophecy. But also, Joan, I think the bigger emphasis that we need to point is the fullness of the Gentiles. Amen. That the nations of the earth, the gospel, well, Jesus said this too, he says, this gospel shall be preached yes. to the ends of the earth, then the end shall come. Then the end shall come. Well, we yeah. are nearly there. Do you know, <laughs> with uh, this, yeah. uh, you can be a Chinese laborer working in a rice field watching Christian TV. Absolutely. And watching the gospel or yeah. reading your Bible. It doesn't matter where you are on the earth today. Yeah. And actually there's now new technology where there'll be satellites up so that even on the North Pole, South Pole, anywhere you are, you mm -hmm. are connected. So our, our response to all of this, Dick, that we've been talking about today should be threefold. Number one, to align with God's purposes yeah. for Israel. The second one is to pray for Israel and bless Israel. And I just wanted us to say this to our viewers today yes. that this ministry supports Israel on a monthly basis. And it's not a little thing, it's a large amount. And we just felt we wanted to support Israel because that was God's plan for and us. Specifically, we give to a ministry called Laket, mm -hmm. and they feed, and they're on your screen, you can see that uh, even the Prime Minister of Israel, Netanyahu, <laughs> is there at their ministry where uh, they distribute food to the poor and to the needy and the people that are hungry. Many immigrants come into Israel and then mm -hmm. through the past year, of course, the unusual circumstances have only made this even more of a need. Yeah. But that is the need, that, that's where we're sowing. And uh, Joan, we do uh, partner in that way and sow into that. And I think it's important for you to know that. And I believe that the uh, churches that bless Israel 
in practical and spiritual ways are churches that God will bless. Yes. Because that's what it says in Genesis 12 when God spoke to in that he would be a blessing, his yes. descendants yeah. would be a blessing, and that all those who bless him would also be blessed. Yes. So yeah. we do that. And so I just want you to know when you partner with uh, Lifeline Today, Dominion Broadcasting, you're also part of your partnership goes as a seed in this very special way in yeah. in terms of feeding the poor. Yes. And so uh, we just want you to be encouraged by that. And also, I want you to remember, because uh, when you talk like this, some people go, oh, no, I'm not ready. Yeah. <laughs> well, you are. And I want you to put your faith in agreement with us that your family will come to know the Lord, Amen. your loved ones. Maybe you have grandchildren that are wandering away from the Lord, that they will come to the Lord because this is the season of the harvest. Thank you for being a part of the program. Yes. We'd love to hear from you. Yes. And remember this, we love you <laughs> and appreciate you. And we'll see you again next time. Bye-bye. Yeah, Bye-bye. This program is supported by viewers like you, and we thank you for partnering with us. We want to hear from you. Send us your prayer requests, praise reports, and comments about the program. To watch past episodes, learn about the ministry, or contact us, visit our website at dickandjoan.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Lifeline Today with Dick and Joan and on our YouTube channel, Dick and Joan TV.